Yo, Joburg members of the Berg Force, Joburgians, and Joe fans out there in the world. I hope you're staying warm if you want to be warm. I hope you're staying cool if you want to be cool. My name is Steve. I lead this merry band of South African boys in our quest to talk about the ultimate toy line. Hello, gentlemen. Sound off. What are your names? <laughs> We've got a barbershop quartet. Except we minus the person. <laughs> I'll be Paul on this episode Paul. of G.I. Joe Berg. <laughs> and you're joined by Robert Ooh. in Cape Town. Ooh. On drums. <laughs> I'd say we're in rare form tonight, but the truth <laughs> is you guys are always a little bit musical, huh? Anyone who's listened hey. to the end of a podcast that probably caught our terribly off off sync um i don't know music outros would you call them that uh, out, yeah. uh, um extra loops extra loops out loops i think you boys attempted the rocky theme last yes. week oh yeah it was atrocious atrocious absolutely <laughs> 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 it was a lot of fun mission accomplished <laughs> Oh, jeez. Well, hello, everyone. Another week has passed, as you all know. <laughs> uh, it goes without saying. Last week, we climbed into a topic about poise, poise that aged poorly. <laughs> yes. Poise that aged very well. Anything that entered our collection, we were lukewarm about, and then all of a sudden, a light shone on it, and it was suddenly top of the pops. Well, this week is a topic that I absolutely hate, but we had to do it. It's the opposite, the inverse, the contra contradictory position to last week's episode. We're talking about toys that aged poorly, toys that we had a high regard for and then got them. And then we were like, eh, hmm. I, I don't know so much. And over time, that position has probably actually worsened. Uh, I don't know if we can actually say that we hate these toys. I certainly don't hate any of the toys that I'm going to be talking about on this episode. But I definitely don't pick them off the shelf anymore. Like, they've <laughs> lost their luster. There are other toys. Like, these are just space fillers. Or even worse, they just occupy uh, the bottom of the drawer at this stage. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I don't know how you guys what your process was, but that's, that's kind of my criteria. How about you, Rob? I definitely hate these toys. Um... <laughs> okay. <laughs> Get excited, ladies and gents. <laughs> we are going to throw old. some shade. <laughs> Woo. I hope none of these are anyone's favorites, uh, but disclaimer, it's my opinion and, and that, you know, that's all that matters. So. And we'll the wild and wonderful to. thing about GI Joe and its fandom is you'll find a fan of just about everything. I was thinking about this last week and I, I want to ask for ourselves and the Berg Force in attendance and anyone listening to this in the future uh, who want to drop down in the comments section and let me know, is anyone a super fan of, say, Spearhead? Spearhead is the most beige, like pun intended, character I could think of who does he top anyone's favorite list? Or is he on anyone's favorite list? He's such a, like a just a space filler, really, kind of figure. I don't know. Like, I've always him as the most unremarkable figure of all, which is weird because he comes with an animal companion. He comes with a fucking Gladius sword, this weird Roman like thing. Um, 
so he's got all these strange he's got a strange gun too but it's fucking mongrel it will take your head off um it's got two magazines bizarre and this brutal um, bayonet but my point is even so that guy's kind of he's kind of nowhere is anyone out there supremely excited and like enjoy the character or figure of of oh words of spearhead <laughs> yeah that is my yeah. question for episode 247 yeah let us know is mm. he the top of the pops for you is he bottom of the barrel that said this topic is not about mediocre figures or toys this topic is about toys that are they've gone all the way south they've our opinion has soured on them to the point where we don't like them so much um i've only got three so i'm not gonna elect myself to go first oh yeah i know for sure my list is actually also shorter than five like i yeah. there are very few figures that i don't like in my collection because you know i bought them um you know or, or i got them because they were really cool um, and i appreciate you know having having received them um so yeah mine's mine's actually also shorter but i think pro paul is probably the one with the most hate so he's probably <laughs> go first actually uh, like jokes aside mine's also a pretty um scant list as lean? well well this is gonna be a short episode then Ooh, hey okay hope no one's buckled down minutes. to a long transit <laughs> and they uh they're like oh those geo joe but guys they oh, always fine. run over two hours perfect no 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 sorry guys we'll no we're not gonna minutes. make it to the first pit stop <laughs> <laughs> no but okay. like in in fairness though i have got a lot to say about my picks because oh oh always yeah Fair enough. Mm. <laughs> uh, okay, well, I'll open my account with, uh, you know, something that should be on everyone's mediocre list. Uh, <laughs> the Tomahawk helicopter. Well, I mean, obviously. <laughs> goes Only joking. No, that's also <laughs> another poor, poor joke. Guys, this vehicle uh, was kind of tied with the Razorback as something that I wanted to task my parents with getting this is on a christmas list um i even have the note saved in a photo album where i asked my father can i get the gi joe raider or the cobra razorback it's not the two zeds i'm not talking about the razorback i am talking about the gi joe raider for the simple reason that this thing looks incredible it sold itself well to me, even though the unfortunate picture in the European catalog had it broken down into its component parts. So I never saw it as a single unit. It's a far more attractive toy joined together than it is with the, the breakaway weird front track mini tank and the, the rest of it left on stands um, with its missile box extended. So... It was marketed in a strange way, but it had so many guns and a wonderful canopy. So it still was top of the pops. I then saw it in comic book issues and I was like, oh, this is cool. Uh, ultimately, I saw it for the first time in the flesh on our trip to the States at the wonderful Greg Crocart's house. And oh, yeah. it was a toy that he insisted I not leave without him placing it in my possession and sending it on its way. So massive shout outs to Greg. He's an enormously generous uh, member of the community. Uh, anyone who knows his name know this to be the case. And he's been a great fan of G.I. Joe Briggs since the early days. And 
what a wonder to actually have met him in the flesh. Um, mm. And then, and, and to add the, the, the cherry on the top, he was extremely generous with his his wares. He was like, "How much space do you have in that rent a car? Let me fill it." <laughs> like, dude, you realize we're going to a GI Joe convention? All right, I I will have completed my entire hit list with you before well, we set foot it. on the bloody convention floor. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Getting past all that delightful generosity, the Ra Raider was that toy that is just beautiful to look at, lovely to hold, but if you break it, consider it sold. It's that that tempting, fragile, just the engineering of it is too ambitious for its own good. The truth is, most of them look like the picture that I'm flashing now on the YouTube version, <laughs> which is Canopy Gone, one or both of the side cannons gone, the front gun gone, one of the, or both of the flashlights cracked off and destroyed, and most likely, like the little retainer nubs for the missile box, uh, stressed or snapped off completely. It's just an engineering nightmare. It's just a dur. Yeah. Uh, very ambitious, but just too frail for its own good i mean i bring special attention to the the clips for the um the canopy they're very thin they're made of that translucent plastic and their own friction with the mounts that they snap into will twist them off ultimately and how much fun can a vehicle with a lovely cockpit and clear canopy be if you are terrified of putting figures into it like i opened mine just a, just a fraction so i could slide the guy up into it and i don't even bother with the seat belts because you know you you need to open it even further to to get at them it's um it's terrifying uh so it, it, it has become a, a frustration unfortunately and one that i can no longer put my hands on um as i say beautiful vehicle to behold but an absolute nightmare in terms of its fragility. It's, and it's just those few points, but they are key points. And if you snap the guns on a otherwise unbroken radar, you will hate yourself as I do to this day. I tried to make a minor uh, fix because uh, one of the side guns had uh, a missing pipe, which is a separate piece. So I sourced a pipe off another gun. And as I was trying to clip it into place on the oh. cannon that was already on the side mount of course the little mushroom clip stressed and oh. loosened and probably broke inside there it's, it's probably rattling oh gosh it's such a gorgeous vehicle like it's it's a fantastically cool looking vehicle um and that's how we should remember her mm -hmm. yeah it's just unfortunate that they obviously i, I don't know what they did with this thing it sounds like it's the most frailest one toy that they've ever produced. It was yeah, a right. huge mistake on their part, but it's so gorgeous. And uh, definitely fits see... the bill of a toy that aged poorly. Because mm. I level no hate at this toy, but it it has not aged well, sadly. Paul? Yeah, I, got it. Yeah. I often see these like um, for, for sale and on offer on the local G.I. Joe groups. There's like three of them sort of in circulation that guys are trying to sell. And they're all sort of broken and they're all like, mm. oh yeah, you can get parts. And I'm like, no, <laughs> it's fragile. No, you it's, can't. it's a project. 
yeah, it's 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 a cool looking toy. I also remember poring over the catalogs when I was younger as well and going, oh, that just looks like such a fun thing because it can split into three things. But yeah. And Steve, you had so much fun with it in that parking lot of that petrol station on the way yeah. back from. I did. Oh, uh, Eagle Eye, uh, Force member Hans Chow notes that the one pictured, the sort of broken one, is back to front. And yes, you're absolutely right. It is. What a dumbass this seller was. I... No, but I mean, it's that kind of weird vehicle that has so much functionality, almost too much. Like, it, it spins 360 on its, on its tracks. Like the actual body, the chassis of the vehicle. So much like a main battle tank will have its turret that spins 360, this thing, you make your operators face the direction they want to shoot, which is so fun and so toyetic. It is 1990s answer to the havoc, basically. I think we spoke mm. about that, Paul. Mm. But it, in turn, while the havoc has points that should be fragile but aren't, uh, the radar just absolutely regular day-to-day -day use of the radar will break it. Mm. Anyways, that's uh, my first unfortunate, depressing <laughs> entry into this <laughs> hall of shame. I am dying to hear what Rob Rob. <laughs> well, I, th I think the first one is one that a lot of people probably um were quite disappointed with once they got it or once they had it for a while um i thought it was a really cool looking version of the character and i wish he was better than what he how, what he is it is uh, ninja force snake eyes is that him is this him i think it's shadow him. ninjas shadow oh, ninjas yeah. when they all had the cool like color changing things i think we bought like two or three of these guys um or you know from from the set um, we bought we all of them rob Bushido. oh we did actually no. yeah okay we didn't we didn't get nunchuck because we already had okay. nunchuck we didn't need another one but we got all the characters we didn't have or the ones that look cool and he looks cool i think this is a very cool looking version of of snake eyes but unfortunately because of the way that they made these toys with these plastic they they died very quickly and because of the f they can't just change color they have to have a special feature you know so he he you squeeze his legs together and his arms like <laughs> flail around like he's <laughs> I don't know. He's running away really fast. Um, and I think very, very quickly he lost both his thumbs. He has he has no thumbs. He can't hold that sword. Uh, he can kind of like hug, hug it to his chest. Um, <laughs> but otherwise, wow. it, it really just it doesn't work out. Um, and it, it to anyone listening to so this, cool. you're not getting the benefit of Rob's delightful pictures. Oh, I love them so. Because, <laughs> yeah, indeed. Shadow Ninja's Snake Eyes is hugging that giant, what you call that? It's sword. the only way you it's can dao. use it. It's called a you know, dao. Dao. D-A-O. D-A-O. And the thing is, like, it's such a cool looking version of Snake Eyes. Like, I really like that helmet uh, that he has on, that kind of like mm. mask faceplate in the eyes. And the figure itself is just so nicely constructed. At least if they could just make him into a normal toy, he would be absolutely amazing. And I think initially we were just like blinded by. They change color like Zartan did. Um, yeah, and just having ninjas, you know. Our buddy MCDJ ACDC missed the, the sales pitch of them changing color. <laughs> he said he bought two of the ninjas. No clue that they changed color. All this time, just thought they were a different shade. Uh, no way. Just pop them in the wow. freezer. It's fantastic. You leave them in there for a week and then, you know, he'll come out nice and fragile at the other end. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's really great. It's delightful that this toy line still has some secrets. 
Uh, just the other day, our buddy Mark texted me to say that he had no idea that the Havoc had a removable engine cover. Hey. Hey. Whoa, good times. That's cool. We're all, we all, we all learning. We're all learning mm. things. Yeah, so this is my first entry. I really thought he was really cool when we first got him. But over time, like the, just the play feature and the fragileness of the, of, of the figure himself just... Um, Makes him a loser, unfortunately. <laughs> so, <laughs> cool. uh, uh, this will sort of uh, hawk back to the previous episode. I, I've come to like that Snake Eyes, but not the color-changing one. The color-changing one actually completely destroyed that toy in my mind. In fact, I actually think that that Snake Eyes is quite responsible for damaging Ninja Force in my sort of consciousness for a very long time. Um, and when I finally got that little Ninja Force set at Jokon, and I had um, that Snake Eyes, I had quite a bit of fun with this feature. Because, yes, it is stupid, actually, but <laughs> if, you, if you have got him on your desk, and you like have like another little character, like a Viper or something, and you've got a cool sword in his hand, uh, like the one that you've pictured, um, and you're squeezing those little legs and that little that little sword's going around. You get like a, a fun little video game kind of action to it, like a chuck, 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 kind of chopping motion. Yeah, it'll definitely keep you occupied yeah. for a couple of seconds. <laughs> yeah, put a no, Ninja I, Gaiden I, soundtrack in your headphones, and uh, hey. you kind of wall run. Exactly. <laughs> and um, and also a small bonus to that is uh, like that sword that he uses, the Dao. That's actually something that I train with as well. So, like, no way. That's cool. I yeah, but was yours actual... translucent, Paul? Yeah. No. Smoky no, gray no, I translucent. I haven't reached I haven't reached that level yet, but I have got one of those at home still. The <laughs> smoky gray translucent the Dao or Dao from uh, Snake Eyes, from that Snake Eyes. Anyway, that's a that's a fun pick, Rob. I'm are actually also super curious by Inviso power, or are they made of ice, or are they made of glass? What's the deal with translucent weapons? Are they energy weapons? Well, I... well, how did you guys play them? I was um, just they look cool. I think I just accepted it as a normal a normal weapon. I don't think I, there was any no, magic. We played to them it. as energy weapons. Oh really? No, no, we, we, Sweet. Yeah, we went full ninjastics, ninja jammer weapon on that. Yeah. Oh. I just painted over all of mine. <laughs> Silver paint, black paint, and brown paint, and went to Whoa. town. Yeah, I know that David like cracked open one of those snake eyes. He bought a second one and cracked it open for the head to <laughs> put that head on a different body to make a custom version of that character for him. Did it work? Because there's a there's a definite knack <laughs> to getting Ninja Force heads well out for the first place but also to get them to fit into o-ring bodies they're not as they're not the same engineering as the regular o-ring head i think david like sort of cut a lot of pieces off and glued it in if memory serves <laughs> mm. no. yeah because that's kind of what yeah because they do have like a like a i think a square at the bottom yeah it's like a little square thing where it's like a little like t oh they're yeah. they're wildly vary depending on the the head because it all had to do with oh, yeah, like whatever gimmickry you had inside the body of the Ninja Force figure. Like the head oh, to make space. Yeah, man. Oh, I cracked God. open uh, a Chun Li that was sent to me by Paul. Wow. Thank you, Paulie. Just and smashed it. Dude. Thanks, Paul. And she <laughs> finally had her, her ultimate fate of, uh, of becoming one with uh, Jinx body. <laughs> but it's, it's a bit of a floppy fit. I'm not going to lie. It's gonna need but some additional. Get... 
material oh. inside. Mm. Well, what you can do is you can get yourself some green stuff, um, which you should be able to find all over Australia's, um, or at least in the hobby stores in Australia, because that's a common product used by the Warhammer, or by the Wargaming guys. It's, um, it's mm -hmm. called green stuff. It's a two-part epoxy putty. Otherwise, you can just get the Tamiya epoxy putty, and I'm sure you can wrangle up a nice little fix there. It's actually a very easy product to use, very easy to shape. Yeah. So or I could just you. use a broken O-ring offcuts and stuff that into the body cavity to create a bit of friction. <laughs> it winds up no, feeling very organic. Hmm. Whatever works. <laughs> hey, whatever works. I mean, let's face it, guys. If you haven't been throwing away your O-ring offcuts, they are the perfect stuffing for a case like that. Anyways, Paul, I think you owe me a toy that aged poorly. Or is it me again? I do. Sorry, guys. No, 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 no I do, I do. <laughs> He's still waiting. So, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> uh, listening to this, Lady J, modern era Lady J. So, she has had some fantastic iterations to her character. We've had the great one from the five pack. We've had another one that I was single carded with a hat. We had another one, which was from another, I think from a seven pack. And they were fantastic. Uh, my favorite one, or the one that I own at least, is uh, on this image is the second one from the right with a, sort of a slightly more reddish tinge to her hair. And she's an amazing modern era figure. And, but she does come with some, she does have a few shortcomings in the sense that she's one of the earlier released 25th anniversary um, Joes. So she does have like weirdness with the arms. And, you know, there's, yeah, there's just like, there's some things that are just not 100% there. So, you know, when they announced 50th anniversary Lady J, well, I got very excited. I was like, oh my word, we're getting a 50th anniversary Lady J. This toy is going to be amazeballs. And like the pictures looked great. And I was so excited about this. And I, w I, I even loved it very much when I got it at the time, except for the really shitty paint job. And if you're looking at the picture, if you can see the picture that I've displayed right now, even on that picture, her eyes are crap. And that's one of the better ones. My one's even worse. My one, I think, <laughs> got like an eye that's like traveling halfway into her hat. Um, so, no, it's, it's, it's horrible. And, and then we got like the much more, uh, the, the sort of improved version, which is on the far left. And I can't even remember the subset that that comes from. But anyway, that, that's kind of an improvement. But dudes, I wanted to love this figure so much uh, over time. And the other day I was at my folks' place just grabbing some stuff. And, you know, visiting my folks. And I saw this toy again. And I was like, this is so crap. So just to like, specify, is this Lady J that came in the Social Clash 2-pack with Baroness? That's correct, yes. All right. Yes. Good. Yeah. Okay. So QC yeah. was so, out of control. It was up then. To <laughs> and, then, and then there's also a few other weird things that they've done. Like, so if you see on this, and this is why I use this image in, in particular, or specifically use this image, actually, was... Um, her proportions suck. She looks so dumpy, you know, like I love the long legged version that they did for the 25th anniversary, even though they, some of them suffered from a nappy crotch. Thank God I missed out on that one. Um, but yeah, I just, she just looks dumpy compared to the rest. She doesn't have the same kind of, kind of sexy look that the others do, you know, like she's not as, I don't know. It just, it just looks, ugh. and it's been plaguing me. And Jim even went as far as to send me a replacement head for this figure. <laughs> which has mm. sort of made it better. Um, but uh, my, my super fine painting tiny eyes ninja skills haven't quite evolved there yet for me to be able to show an improved version of this. But as it stands, I really dislike this Lady J, mostly because 
of how much of, uh, of a disappointment it has become over the time uh, over the years um and also because classified the classified version which i know is completely different scale has kind of really kicked this toy in the balls so to speak <laughs> anyway so that's my first entry into toys that i don't think aged well or that aged poorly Hmm. Ryan's got an explanation for uh, derpy-eyed Lady J. He says that Paul's figure has the Dallas-Fort Worth state, so she can see both cities at the same time. <laughs> uh, and Hans painted over his Lady J's face. She's sexy now. Nice. I, I take your word for it. It's going to be amazing. Well, Hans is an artiste. Of course. So, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't trust myself with a, with painting on that kind of miniature scale. Gee. Correcting eyes. Yeah. It's something that I think I've tried once or twice and always fuck it up badly. Yeah, it's always better yeah. just to leave them alone, I think. I mean, you, you see the guys, uh, the Warhammer guys, the miniature painters like Jim Godfrey, um, they do amazing stuff. I mean, and they pull off those eyes incredibly well. I mean, I even did some eyes that I thought were pretty good, and I showed it to Jim, and he's like, Paulie, you can do better than that. And I was like, <laughs> good, okay, Jim. Jim. Well, thanks <laughs> uh, again, Jim. He seems to be motivating this topic because one of your picks was ably assisted on this show as well by mm. Mr. Godfrey. Look, dude, you seem to have, at least by this picture, this lineup of modern-era Lady Js, you seem to have bought the best one right off the bat. Oh, yeah. Like that cartoon accurate Lady J who doesn't have the diaper crotch um, and has the slightly more zipped up top, ironically. Mm. Uh, <laughs> le less booby than, than um, the initial release Lady J's. She's great. She, she is great. You make me want to hunt that one down. I can only imagine it is the most desirable one. Yeah, man. I, for people eBay, looking for like Lady crazy. J's with no, no caps. Yeah, no, like I had, to, I had to go on eBay for that figure, like to buy it loose. Uh, I remember going through all of them and having Yojo back then, Yojo.com and General's Joe's open and like, you know, scrutinizing them, you know, <laughs> with my laser eyes. And Look, if you take the toy line to be your canon, Lady J is tall. I've said this before on the mm. show. She's taller than her man Flint, uh, at least in the O-ring version. So to have a, a more elegant, tall woman, Lady J, is accurate, at least to the, the plastic. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. Flint's got to use a pillow, man. <laughs> <laughs> My next one, and this is this is going to be a short one. Uh, it's Kevin Bacon. Get cut oh. loose, foot loose, guys. I've I've but never. He has an age vault anyway. <laughs> no, you're thinking of Bazooka from Devil's Due, where they made him, you know, should we say, not exactly able to to, to pass the physical. Hey, <laughs> know what you're thinking, Paul? Hey. Yeah, yeah. No, we'll just go foot with that. Footloose ah, didn't didn't they kill him off? Like this is the the bet that I constantly have with myself. No, Footloose is still alive. <laughs> I confused him with Crankcase, who also has a moustache, removable helmet, and did die in the comic line. Um, in Trucial Abysmia. Similar face sculpt. Truth. Like, yeah. Mm. So I I was schooled not too long ago by my buddy Mark Seddon from Talking Joe when I was like, yeah, Footloose, too bad he's dead. And Mark was like, but he's not. <laughs> and I was like, holy shit, you're right, dude. He's not dead. But he has faded into obscurity, which is strange because everyone says this figure is incredible. And 
by rights, he should be. He's got all the technical markings of like a blockbuster G.I. Joe figure. But I guess he's just too plain Jane for me to get behind. And like the plain Jane, like green army man look of him hides a wealth of details. He's got, I think, two tampos, one red, one kind oh, of he's yellow. Amazing, dude. He's got a paint application on his helmet, which has that molding that like, you know, indicates that he's obviously got some foliage stuffed in there. He comes with two incredibly good weapons, very realistic, very Vietnam War era, the, the law projectile launcher, well, not with the launching projectile, and the, the M16, both with straps, so you can sling both over his shoulder, or one or the other. Um, he's got a great backpack. Like, he should be amazing. He came out the same year as Dusty, and while I love, love, love Dusty, it's contradictory, but I do not like Footloose and never have. I don't know why, but I, I bought him one year thinking, now I'm going to start this love affair with this amazing character and this amazing figure. And it just never happened for me. I still can't put my finger on it. Maybe, maybe it's the fact that the helmet looks maybe a little too strangely shaped on his head. I mean, look, I've seen plenty of photographs of guys like in Vietnam where the helmets did have a bit of a, an awkward fit or, you know, they made their head look a little bit mushroomy. Um, maybe it's the fact that the guns are awkward to get. Like, you can't have him hold the law. Realistic, or I don't know if it's a law. Correct me if I'm wrong. Whatever it is, the, the, the projectile launcher, the rocket launcher, it doesn't have a handle, as it shouldn't. It's a tube. It's a very basic um, infantry artillery weapon. Um, so it doesn't have a handle. It's realistic to the, the real thing but makes it awkward for the figure to manipulate. You kind of have to use the strap to brace it, which is not a good look. The M16 is a thumb breaker because you've got to get the arm around the stock and over the handle, but then not stress or break the strap. It's, uh, it's awkward, man. Footlooses are always, they always have right uh, thumbs that are, if not broken, very wide for this reason. Well, my, mine has got a, a, a gun chucker because the, the, the person who owned this before me, uh, <laughs> Bod got hold of this guy for me. And, Broke the M16 uh, in two. Well, this, yeah, the, the M16 <laughs> is like split in two. So where the... Where the That's a common break too, yeah. The, <laughs> and it's hilarious, actually. Mm, but, so the, uh, the the grip the sort of yeah mm. the barrel end is broken off from the the body of the rifle i i was very impressed with this dude when i first uh got him in hand and i'm still kind of impressed with him but i know what you're talking about this it's almost like he's too realistic in a weird way like in no way is he a bad toy it's just he's just too too normal i don't know for me like he's He's just an army man. Well, it sounds like it. Yeah, for you guys, really at least he man. kind of he fades into the background. Mm. Like he's he's too similar to other Joes. He doesn't stand out enough to kind of be himself. Well, that's, that's that's one of Larry's darlings. He didn't. Um, he, he featured in the cartoon, sure, but in the comic book, he kind of faded into obscurity, and that just left the way open for the UK comic books to make somewhat of a bigger deal of him. So maybe if I was mm. more of a with uh, with Hasbro UK or. Marvel UK's uh, G.I. Joe stories. <laughs> oh my goodness. Paul has found a picture of like a Halloween mask 
and it is terrifying. Holy moly. Oh, Footloose. That is with no, dead, no. dead, dead eyes and no teeth. And the foliage <laughs> on his helmet looked like a bow tie. It does, though, actually. This is so <laughs> bad. Very, I don't know where you found that, Paul. That is genius. Um, predictably, <laughs> I'm getting some hate mail from the Berg Force in the chats. Uh, let me just take a, a moment to pour over them. Ryan's <laughs> like, dude, Steve, I don't know you anymore. We can no longer be friends. Uh, <laughs> Bob says, if Giojo has layoffs, did everyone cut loose foot loose? <laughs> Outstanding. Oh, man. Um, and Mark, goodness gracious me, I'm sorry, Mark, but he says, no, you cannot dislike Footloose. Maybe it's not dislike. It's just a toy that, like, as the topic states, did not age poorly for me. I got it out of curiosity because I never pined for him. And my, I suppose my, my sentiments on him were confirmed when I got the figure. And I was just like, I have no sense for this guy. He's just another Green Army man. He's a day late and a dollar short to be in the OG 13 green team. But, you know, he, he looks, he, he's too detailed to be in there anyways with Grunt. Um, mm. But just doesn't blow my hair back like someone like Dusty does. Who I adore to the ends of the earth. Just everything about Dusty. So amazing. Maybe it's got something to do with the fact that Footloose was not present on any of the card backs that I possessed. I never saw the figure growing up. It's like he never existed in the Joe line until the internet came for me so he's a he's, he is a day late and a dollar short so i, I cut loose on footloose anyways i said i was going to be quick about him i've <laughs> taken him long enough but yeah sadly to say i, I gotta put my hand up and say he's just a toy that never aged well for me i this is horrible Aye. bad news <laughs> just full of hate by the way this is how you're supposed to hold his gun as soon as the oh. picture like pops up yeah, so if you guys want to hold his gun without breaking his thumb, that's how you do it. Like they do. I defy anyone to try and get <laughs> him to hold his M16 like he holds it on the packaging. O-ring figures just don't no, operate like that. No, they don't have the wrist articulation to do that. Yeah. Oh, you mentioned wrist articulation um, just before we go to Rob's pick. Um, do you know that Operation Recall's G.I. Joe's will have swiveling wrist or swiddle, a swiveling battle wrist battle grip wrists or something no you you're talking about like grindstone toys no operation, operation recall, recall. yeah <sighs> okay uh, that's oh, actually like, gonna oh, have word huh yeah well i mean so, since mine's um, a battle android trooper it already had that articulation so you know, <laughs> preemptive it makes no difference pat on the shut <laughs> up carson pick me pick me carson <laughs> Do it, do cool, it. I fought that away. character out over a weekend. He's got to be good. He's got to be good. So my my next my next pick, actually two of my picks are, are from the same period, and I think it's more like uh, I wanted the other character more than I wanted this character. So I was like, they're like I got them along with them. So they came in two packs. So Maybe. this is Bat, I believe, version four. He no, came no. in a, a two-pack with a really oh, a really decent looking <laughs> um beachhead. And I think why I got the back the the, the two-pack was because I wanted the beachhead and I was okay with getting the bat. Um because I don't think we had many bats at the time. Um and it was just interesting. Okay, he has a new version of the bat. He's he's a venom. Heavy shorts. 
he, yeah, yeah. Actually, there's a, there's an interesting theme. There's another character on this list that also wears shorts, and I was like, it's shorts make no sense. I I just can't see a dude in the military <laughs> or a robot who wears shorts. It's just, it's ridiculous. Um, you just tipped your hand, Rob. I now know what your next pick is. <laughs> Hilarious. So I mean, he just. He just looks weird, like especially the legs. The legs are these really thin. I suppose they were like, ah, you know, it's definitely a robot. You got to see it's a robot. His legs aren't made the same as like normal people's. It's just, it just looks bad. And when you remove the weapons from his arms, because I can't find the hands anyway, it looks absolutely ridiculous. Like it's, it looks awful. He's a ginsu. He's like, he's actually a He's an awful toy. Um, the coloring is okay, but like it was in that period when they're kind of using a softer plastic, so like the little like pointy things on his head are like bent, wow. so you can never get them nicely done. And like, yeah, just like the choices of like he's, yeah, he's wearing shorts and like a leather jacket, mind bender, and he's a collection. robot. <laughs> literally just shorts, he's ready for the, the mind bender, doesn't wear shirts. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just wild to me that they, they decided to produce this. Um, it's it's so uninteresting to me now. Um, looking back, I'm like, why did I buy it? And I know why I bought it. I bought it because I wanted the beach hit from the from these 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 two packs. Um, and it's just oh, I, I just can't even believe that I, I own this figure. But I own it because it came in a two pack, and I think I was okay with getting him at the time. But now looking at him, I'm just embarrassed that I even own this figure. Like if I could have bought beach hit on his own. I definitely would have, because this is actually a really decent version of Beated from that time period. This is perhaps <sighs> a bit of a low-hanging fruit, to be honest. Uh, but I think, for the most part, we can all agree that the modern era, not the modern era, the new sculpt era, the big shoulders era, obviously has not aged poor. <sighs> obviously has, has aged well. poorly. Yes. yes, thank you. No, I think in general they have, but I mean, some of them are still quite good. I mean, like, I think that Beach End is still a good figure. Um, mm. I still quite like him. He's maybe a bit, his proportion is more heroic than, yes. um, than, than, um, G.I. Joe, but I think he's still, it's still a fairly decent figure. Um, but definitely this, this, uh. but they downgraded the detail in an era where it mm. should have been ramping up. Like, Classic O-ring GI Joes showed up the new sculpt era in that the new sculpt era just was a lot of flat colors, uh, a lot of undetailed, bland areas of sculpting. Like mm. the team that brought us this toy line in the eighties and early nineties were just next level. Uh, I don't want to throw shade necessarily, but the proof of the pudding is in the eating. Like the stuff from the new sculpt era was more toyetic to its own detriment like it, it definitely aimed lower in terms of putting in engineering and sculpt detail and intricacy so yeah, they're trying something very the different swipe that i'm taking um you know even if you don't go for the obvious points on the the articulation and the proportions uh just the kind of the, the bar being set where it was for gi joe in the like early to mid 2000s made them toys that could never age well they were there to service a, a need for toys in the now, but very few of them are kind of retained as like classics, like a fine yeah. wine that you'll, you'll go back to. You're and, never uh, going to go back to these toys. And, and mm. yeah, I just, I get embarrassed every time I see this, this bad version four. It's just, just why? Yeah. 
I mean, I understand why because I, it came in a two pack, but still, I'm just like. Ugh. <laughs> my only my only memory of those toys is that um they had them in toys r us for a for a spell which i imagine yes. is where you got yours from as well mm-hmm. and somebody came into the shop and they knew that i'm a gi joe fan and they're like they have gi joes at toys r us so i was like oh my god monday first thing i'm going to toys r us because that was my day off and i shot through and i saw them and i was like oh, these are crap but it says gi joe on the box so i'm gonna buy like two or three sets of them <laughs> um and i think it's a, it's character a problem called hard drive yeah yes they, it's, it's oh god yeah. <laughs> he had a flip and up the baroness. computer on his wrist that was kind of fun that's a cool but thing it, yeah that that was oh. cool yeah and then he, like his a colors are all, with all, magnets but the, the gloppiness of the paint job on hard drive is what really pushes him into the poo category like it's just <laughs> mm. thickly applied yellow paint yellow and i think yeah. lime green She's like, oh man, it's just bad. It doesn't look yeah. like a GI Joe, man. No, he looks like he works at Jurassic Park or something. He's just. <laughs> I mean, honestly, anyway. like Leonard figures of the same era looked better. No, they did. They totally yeah. did. Yeah, I think I bought some cool that year as well, to be honest. So. Yeah. <laughs> so. All right, Robbie, nail another toy to the wall, please. Okay, so yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna I haven't going yet, though. To be no, fair. no, no, Shit. but we have more. Remember? It was Rob. It, it was me, yeah, but it I... was Rob. But that's true. Okay, or, no, you go. Go for it, Rob. If you... <laughs> no, let me let me go. Let's let's keep the spirit going because this one's gonna kind of be a little bit biggish, um, Ooh, but not too biggish. So, guys, when this toy not... came out, when this <laughs> Storm Shadow came out, I was Ooh. Renegade over Storm the Shadow. Moon. Mm. Yep, it's the Renegade Storm Shadow, aka that you can also convert for... in. Well, he this this is the initial release that, that that came with all the option parts to make him look like the Renegades TV show, or mm. look like eighty four but with long ninja. sleeves. Mm. <laughs> so at the time, I was like, "Oh my god, this is amazing!" And the reason I thought so is because of all of its incredible gear. This toy is loaded with fantastic gear. It's got, he's got swords, he's got throwing, uh, he's got shuriken, you know, throwing stars. He's got through, uh, kunai, throwing knives. He's got little metal darts that he can throw. He's even got a fan. You know, <laughs> he's, he's decked out. He's got a lot of great stuff. So I think my excitement for this was, uh, you know, stemmed from all of his great accessories and the fact that he was a significant upgrade, inverted commas, air quotes, um, uh, that he was just uh, you know, he was just like meant to be this great upgrade. And you know what he was? And I enjoyed this toy quite thoroughly for a while, but it never felt like Storm Shadow for me. It always felt like Storm Shadow dressed in white pajamas. And it bugged me. Uh, that started to like grow on me. And the reason that this started to annoy me is because they released this dude, which is basically the same sculpt in red. You know, it's just the, the Red Ninja version of that Storm Shadow. And guys, that kills it, hey? Like, I don't know. It just felt like, <laughs> the fact oh my that they word. Repainted all... it. It's just, yeah, because it takes away all the personality of this toy. All of this toy's personality and everything that it would have had is completely stolen from it once they did a recolor of it into red and called it a Red Ninja. So then it's... You know, and I imagine there are some people out there who feel the same way about the, the Red Ninjas and the Teal Ninjas and all that being like kind of knockoff Storm Shadows in a weird way. But the thing is, is that, I don't know, I just felt... 
Hans Chow. Yeah. Renegade Storm Shadow. I thought you were cool. You were the chosen one, and I loved you. You were supposed to bring balance to the force, not leave it in darkness. <laughs> Says Hans, Hans Chow. But guys, the reason that this figure has been left in the dust for me is because A, they released this bad boy, which is a major improvement, in my opinion, over the previous one. Yes, it lacks a little bit of elbow articulation because of the raised sleeves, but, and yes, it does represent my, you know, it represents version 2 Storm Shadow, which is my avatar. Um, and he just ticked off all the right boxes. He's like a win. But the, oh, I was the, not aware the of Storm that. Shadow. So they took the same buck of that yeah. Renegade's Storm Shadow and then obviously put the digital camera over it and then changed his sleeves? And changed his head. Changed his forearms, changed his head, and also changed his... Well, not changed, but added a paint job to his lower legs. Um, okay, and a little bit of a wash. And then a, a, a V2 Storm Shadow in the modern era was born. It's a popular redo but i i was not aware of this figure it looks bloody good he's great right and then my mm. ultimate modern era storm shadow which is the one the modern era storm shadow which i think rules all is this one the uh what is supposed to be called ultimate storm shadow once again he comes with all of the great gear or a lot of the great gear sans the um he was on a retaliation card if i remember correctly that is uh no um yes yes that's the second gi joe movie yes he's on that one of those mm -hmm. shitty cards yeah and he has and the, this the, is the ultimate <laughs> the pseudo claw that makes him like do i don't know side flips you strap him <laughs> in and then you yeah, use he that plunge and he, he spins oh my goodness he spins. why it's ridiculous it's, I don't it know, could be so cool such a wasted opportunity they, right they fucked it mm. they fucked it up they fucked it hard dude <laughs> but anyway it's broken but this Storm Shadow has destroyed this Storm Shadow for me. So, yes, this is still a great toy. Please do not uh, get me wrong. This Storm Shadow is a great toy. I feel like it lacks a bit of personality, but it's still an amazing toy. I actually bought two. I've got one in cards still at home for, I don't know, shits and giggles. I think I, think I bought it because I was like, oh, maybe I want more ninja gear or something. Mm. But it's 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 aged poorly because it's been surpassed by this version uh, the, the, the remake of version one which is so beautiful So for the listeners paul renegade has surpassed the so no res another r <laughs> retaliation <laughs> storm shadow is better than yes. renegade storm shadow by Correct. a mile mm, okay by yeah not it has outstripped his error, earlier right? brethren yes so incredible, incredible like update on that toy. And I had to mention it. And guys, because I don't want to mention Storm Shadow again um, <clears throat> in another roundabout. I'm just going to do it here quickly. So there's, the, uh, there's the, the fun box art for the ultimate Storm Shadow from Retaliation with mm -hmm. uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Snake Eyes, you know, because that's what G.I. <laughs> Joe is about. It's about them. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Johnson. <laughs> there we go. Sorry sounded like a funny That's, flub uh, you were about to make <laughs> and um but also when this storm shadow came out also a movie storm uh, shadow the rise of cobra, rise of cobra storm cobra. shadow i liked this i'm not gonna lie i thought this was such a the great storm shadow one to be honest because he doesn't I think it's have a better toy yeah i think his movement is less restricted he doesn't have that um skirt yes mm. 
I liked this one because I liked the outfit so much. And this was like the first time I had held a G.I. Joe toy um, in forever. Uh, I it's got a this. good modern update to Storm Shadow's look. And it's something that mm. found its way almost wholesale into the Snake Eyes movie. Um, mm. Andrew Koji was wearing something that looked like the same thing. Uh, was it Byun Jung Hung had worn yeah. a decade earlier? Yeah. yeah. It's like, and oh, so, the wardrobe department got a pass on that one. It's like, oh, fine. <laughs> just steal <laughs> don't that, get me wrong. that concept. I, I don't hate this guy. I just don't feel he's aged well because of the posability limitations and also that he has a gun holster. Um, that really does annoy me. That's something that, like, really annoys me. Hans <laughs> <laughs> is like, Paul, please stop now. <laughs> My keyboard is soaked in tears, <laughs> says Hans Chow. <laughs> So, but me to me, too, it's, it's, me. it doesn't sound like you hate him. You just don't like that they reused his parts for other figures afterwards, and the kind of like the yeah. way that they reused them kind of soured you on the original version. So it's not that yeah, you that's what it don't, did. that you dislike it. You just think, unlike the way that they you know used Snake Eyes's parts over and over again for every other figure, um, reusing Snake uh, Storm Shadows was kind of like it soured him for you. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it, every it like, Storm Shadow's got to be special and unique. Because you must understand, with this Red Ninja, they released a red one. Then they released a more red one. Then they, <laughs> No, this is the more red one. Then they did one that's like black and red. Like more black and red than this, if you can believe that. More then red they did like Ninja. a gray one. Then they did, I think, I, I think there's a teal one as well. I could be wrong. I could be mistaken. <laughs> And I feel like there's a green one somewhere in the mix as well. I, I could be wrong. So, but it just, it like completely diluted the excitement that was, was that original initial Storm Shadow release. Mm. And that's why it just hurts me the final bit, nail know? in the coffin that they settled on that version for the retro carded ones, oh the, the, the Walmart yeah, exclusive. started on that shit. Yeah. Like instead of using yeah, the retaliation best one. ultimate Storm Shadow they used the long sleeve one which you dislike um and hans has come to my rescue i need to hang my head in shame for absolutely butchering the actor's name hyung byun lee <laughs> aka the best storm shadow uh, according to hey. Hans. hey hey shit. andrew koji's no slouch either dude let's be fair i just found out they that warrior up... was shot was shot in south africa i'm gonna yes, watch that show now Dude, dude, I, it's so great. I love Warrior. My sister's staying with us at the moment, and she's like, "You what? You haven't seen Warrior? Firstly, Andrew Koji is incredible, but secondly, you will see people you know popping up everywhere." I'm like, "Oh, cool. that's wild." I've, been, <laughs> I've, I've even seen show. people you know, Steve. <laughs> it's like, um, it's like that Ridley Scott film, uh, Ridley Scott series, the uh, Raised by Wolves. Like every yes. now and then, there's, there's a henchman that's I work like, with her? "Yo, we should go find them." <laughs> and I'm like, "Hey." <laughs> That drinks with that guy. <laughs> um, but Rob, you will know. I mean, Emily Child, she's in it. Yes. Oh, fantastic. Hey. Yeah. Okay. Nice part, too. Um, oh, yeah. Nick Pauling's got a good part. Nice. Um, good my guy. buddy Emmanuel Castus, he's got apparently two scenes and he's absolutely ripping it. Um, mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Castus Very is cool. great. Yeah. Ah, nice. A good, he's a good well, dude, Emmanuel Castus. Where have oh. I been, guys? Why has no one told me I need to see this show? Ah, oh, we tell you the shit. You've been in Australia. Like, oh, yeah. yes. You don't oh. listen to Paul because he recommends everything. I think that's the problem. You know? Yeah. He's like, watch this uh, and this and this and that. And throws all the shit at the wall. <laughs> Still just sliding so Steve, down my wall. 
<laughs> well, uh, bring well, us, bring well, us one home. Next... Yeah, bring. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. I've got one well, more. Well, one, one, one more I've, later, I've, I've but got, it's not really. I've got two one. more. And so Ooh, maybe then Rob, you've just gone over yourself, Paul. Yeah, l- let me go Rob. quickly with the other one that I kind of Rip, alluded to. Rip into a new toy. Well, it's kind of in the same vein. It's from the same period, which I suppose is, you know, it's, it's low ball. It's easy fruit, but still. So I, when I took pictures of this guy, low I ball. literally named the pictures <laughs> the sky. The sky. Because I could not remember his bloody name. And I was like, did he come with the rhino? Where, how, did I, how did I get this figure? And then when I was looking, you know, for pictures of the, of, uh, the bat, I realized, oh, okay, this is Alpine. <laughs> So the the shorts kind of make sense in a way, but it's he's still a cool toy though. He's an okay toy, I think. but my problem is he has shorts. That's my biggest problem with this guy. He has shorts. <laughs> hey, he's got little like knee pads on. The Ricky's wore shorts. I can't, I can't take a soldier seriously if he has shorts on. For I, for whatever reason, it just makes no sense to me. Like even if you're climbing, you you can be hit and run. You can be whoever. You can uh, you can wear an entire outfit. But the reason why I got him once again is I actually really liked the swamp rat figure. He actually, <laughs> swamp rat is really like actually an Wars. ugly figure. He's a really like in ugly the background. figure too. But I still Wonky think I like him more. Wonky. I still Sorry. like him more than Alpine. I just thought he looked interesting. I mean, the picture actually I think is actually better than the figure of Swamp Rat. Um, maybe I should have featured Swamp Rat, but I couldn't find him. I think he's he's hidden in the swamp somewhere. Um, but Alpine, yeah, I was just like, I think he's okay, like he's decent, but he's got shorts on, I just don't get it. Like, I think at the time he was fine, because I was like, I really want Swamp Rat, so I'll get this figure to have him. Um, but I've looked at him over the years, and I've been like, he's wearing shorts. Why? Why do you have shorts on? I, I don't know why I hate that, uh, why I don't hate this figure. I don't understand the shorts and the knee pads, though, because he's not a skater. Yeah, he's a climber, so I suppose like shorts is okay yeah. because he's climbing, but like still, I just don't, it's like shorts on a soldier to me just makes no sense. Like I've never watched a movie, you know, where, where like, uh, I don't know, Steven Seagal is running around in shorts, you know, and he's shooting Thank guns or like, or like, you know, well, seen Steven Seagal's legs. <laughs> I don't think we want <laughs> Nobody exactly has. Exactly. tree trunks. Like, you know, like uh, Chuck Norris, you know, killing guys in shorts, you know, like it just, well, Chuck me, Norris it does. He does actually wear, he wears like a jean pan shorts in one movie. Yeah. He, oh, like yeah. Sexy. I'm sure he can, but still Is like when he's, a soldier, when he's a soldier, you know, like Rambo doesn't run around in shorts. He's a man. He wears pants. You know, like a man should. <laughs> He's a man. He wears just pants. no shirt. <laughs> a lot of paper. Shirtless is fine. That's okay. You know, you, you can have a backpack. You have pockets. You have pouches. You're fine. Yeah. So there was another figure where I was like, oh, I just can't. Fine anymore. Well, as far as a, him... a GI Joe figure that that could be a shoe in for just a random civilian, you can't get much better than a guy wearing a mustard shirt, red shorts, and a cap. Like he it's... is totally oh. not He's military. Just... Exactly. He's just so not what I imagine when I think of a soldier. And I just, I, I can't even. I, I Once again, there's, I'm embarrassed to own this figure. <laughs> even though there, now looking generation, back at Swamp Rat, I should be more embarrassed at owning Swamp Rat. <laughs> there's, there's, <laughs> this is a bad two-pack. I don't know what I was thinking back then. <laughs> there's people that really like that Swamp Rat figure. I remember that 
coming up quite a bit on forums and stuff. Oh, you know, I liked him too. Day, I also thought he was ago. pretty good. I mean, honorable mention actually, we could just add this entire two pack as a as a, as a thing. Um, <laughs> I, you yeah. lost the I tail first. The I, of the I have no memory of Swamp Rat's tail. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember it either. It was <laughs> There's a cobra guy who has a tail on his his hips. I thought that was really cool. You know, it's the two. What was his backstory? Was he just oh, a dude who's into rats? He's just really just... into rats. Okay, so, I don't think so they knew Croc Master's into. into Crocs. <coughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> Hans is screaming at his computer right now, talking about Quinn. <laughs> Uppercase. <laughs> yeah. yeah well, Quinn is a yeah, man's man, and he wears shorts. Yes, Quinn is probably the, the most manly, short-wearing G.I. Joe character. It's the, you know, the exception that proves the rule, I, I think. You've got a Quinn figure, Rob, as I recall. I do indeed. Um, mm. And I think he's a very good figure. But I think he's With the shorts. And oh, he has shorts on. But as I said, I think he's the exception that proves the rule. Uh, you know, because it's so bloody hot and down there. You know, Darren. Darren's telling me how proud the Australian Army of, is of their, their shorts. Well, dude, if I'm not mistaken, the <laughs> Rekis, the South African Special Forces back in the days, um, and Kufut and stuff, they also used to wear shorts. And the reason it's our, coming, the reason, yeah. Our bitter ender, uh, custom by Jim, uh, has a version that's wearing shorts, which is yeah. wonderful because it exposes his robotic leg quite nicely. Oh, there we go. Mm. Yeah. And also like, remember like when the ticks bite them, they don't get tick bite fever. The ticks get, you know, recce bite, <laughs> recce fever. bite fever. <laughs> fever and then they die <laughs> i don't know i think it's just an image in my head like a, a soldier doesn't wear shorts i'm sure there's there would wear shorts there's reasons to wear shorts uh, are the desert rats in Ew. north africa in world war ii they're examples I know for sure but like i just like generally the image in my mind like you're wearing pants i don't know this, this is a, it's a personal thing i think maybe i like wearing shorts in real life but i mean i can't imagine being a soldier wearing shorts I probably only want to fight in like northern countries anyway, so like in the snow. So, no, it's much better that way. No, not no, North Africa. Africa. Not North Africa. Even more north. Scandal. All right. Cool. I think I'm going to uh, clear my ledger, boys, and uh, almost in the same vein as you, Paul. I'm going to take a swipe at a legendary character and their version that is often hailed as like the greatest. But for me, it's trigger warning for everyone. You guys are lighting fires tonight. Pursuit oh of God. Cobra Snake Eyes. Wow, wow! If you th if you thought our audience was crying before, got this figure very excitedly because he was heralded as the Snake Eyes to rule them all. He came with both heads, Commando and Ninja. He came with gear to that basically cover you in both respects he had the the bomb satchel he had swords galore he had an uzi he had a pistol he had silences that worked both on the pistol and the uzi and he had sheathed knives all over his person he just had it all man lots like, of stuff to lose it's great well poc was amazing at giving you this wealth of accessories you had a, you had a, a, a play set an armory in an, a blister pack um, yeah. which is wonderful uh, i was so excited to own this figure initially but subsequent to that 
uh, my opinion has just kind of gone into a tailspin. Um, and I'm not entirely sure why. I think I think I, I pin it initially to well, there were a few strikes right off the bat. Didn't like his hands. His hands incorporated the up-down swivel on the one and the, the left-right swivel on the other. But by having that added kind of joint, it made the pad of his hands, his palms, quite thick. And that impacted the way he held weapons. Uh, I don't know if I was just being stupid, <laughs> probably, back in 2011. But I yanked those hands out and replaced them with... Um, they were retaliation snake eyes hands, which were far daintier and could fit uh, trigger guards and stuff. Whereas, um, you know, <coughs> Pursuit of Sna Cobra snake eyes' hands were these meaty mitts, and I did not like them. I could happily do away with the added articulation just to have more low profile hands. And I did. The next strike was the knife sheath on his um, web gear. So it's right next to his head. And while it is quite low profile and small, it's not small enough, man. It's, it just, it's this blocky thing that if you are shooting, particularly in close up on his head, you're going to have this interruption of this blocky sheath just always occupying his headspace. Um, so that I yanked off. Fortunately, it is just a mushroom peg. You just push it in or pop it out. So it's an easy thing to get rid of. And the hole doesn't annoy me the next strike however was the arshikage symbol on his person it's subtle but it's there and i don't like advertising your clan like snake eyes was the figure famously clad in all black with no paint apps this pop of color should be something that you get excited about like oh they went a little bit extra there but i would have happily done without it it's just like the weird red dot on the classified release in his forehead like why mm. I, I don't understand um and yeah I, i've i've never been in the camp of like the Kage advertising their branding so anytime i see a symbol no, on a uniform i'm like could have done without that yeah you're a ninja not a samurai exactly exactly uh he's got loads of swords i'm not going to begrudge him that because i just shuffle him into the uh, parts bin i don't have my snake eyes running around the battlefield with a sword in his back a sword on his belt and a sword Dude, in his God. hand <laughs> nah forget that <laughs> um but i think the most damning thing was something that i liked about him initially but has subsequent have subsequently started to dislike and that's they chose to have these lovely textural touches of adding elasticated straps that are hanging off his his armor his web gear and now initially i thought wow that's so interesting that's some visual intrigue i like this but i've been on the kind of the message boards and discussion groups long enough to know that people are criticizing it in that as a commando you want your gear to be very nicely lashed tight to your person you know, you be as low profile as possible. You don't want to make a noise. You don't want to snag on anything. Why on mm. earth is G.I. Joe's premier sneaky man got these things hanging off him? I mean, maybe if he was like um, stuffing timber in there, you know, to kind of do a paradrop <laughs> with his animal companion. Sure, that, that could be a plausible function. But he doesn't come with timber. This figure was intended to be 
Commando on his own. That's it. That's why it's crap. Yeah, I put my I'm finger choking, on it. Carry on. <laughs> also, his ankle articulation sucks. Like, if you're not using a stand, he's difficult to stand up. There, I said it, yeah, guys. I think I think I need to recuse myself and actually leave the podcast now because um, I'm going to get hate mail. I see the comments have blown up. <laughs> um, I love that my ones are like people can just very easily agree. You know, like yeah, hate with, we, hate on we, we can you. understand how shitty those are. We can, we, you know, we don't even understand why you like them in the first place, Rob. But with your choices, guys, you're just like, wow, this is like pop unpopular opinions uh, episode part two. <laughs> yeah, totally. But why not? Yeah. If you're going to put together put together a list like this, be provocative, like turn some heads. And I couldn't do better than to to take everyone's oh, seemingly everyone's favorite modern era snake eyes. Though I'm going to question that just now. Um, and and knocking him down a few pegs. I also found it bizarre that his knee pads were gray. Like, I swapped them out with Pursuit of Cobra Stalker's knee pads. Because I wanted ones. them to be... Yeah. Just mm. why? Like, I know it's ad it adds another color to the palettes, but that's not Snake Eyes' thing. And it, if this Snake Eyes is aiming to, to tap into that classic black on black, like, swap out the knee pads immediately. Um, I also needed to add, maybe I think, a drop of glue. Because I didn't like the fact that I could be playing with this guy in the grass, and if a knee pad pops off... It's probably the last time you'll ever see it. It's gone. Mm. Same thing with the silences. Like small parts are, yeah. This this is a figure that's meant to stay on the shelf. Clearly. Um, I but, have. Oh, sorry. Yes. Yeah. No, I was about to shift no, 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 the topic ever so slightly. So, Paul, say what you want to say about this guy. The only thing I don't like about this, because I dig the snake eyes, but the thing I dislike the most is the um, ankle holster knife sheath thing. Um, oh, because yes. this picture illustrates exactly what irritates me. If you got this, uh, the silenced, you know, pistol in there, it does sort of create a funny line uh, with the the knife that's sheathed, and also it does a weird thing when you bend the leg. I don't know. It's just that's always irritated me. It's an easy thing to fix. I haven't touched or tweaked mine at all, but it is something I don't like. Literally, the only thing I don't like on this guy. Otherwise, I'm I'm very much in love with the snake eyes. Still, I think he's like my second or third favorite modern era snake eyes. Well, that um, prompts me to my sorry. my question. Like, what is regarded as the best modern era Snake Eyes anymore? Because Ooh. this guy, he's been overplayed now. He was released again in the retro okay. line. Uh, but without the commando head. So weird. They use the commando artwork and they use the ninja visor head. So he's just... You missed the mark there, guys. Come on. We need those glory days of Pursuit <laughs> of Cobra where you just included everything in the box. Um... So what is regarded as the best modern era snake eyes? It's not so clear anymore. It's not so clear cut. Yeah, it's a tricky one. Yeah, I, I can't speak for everyone. I know for me, I really love the um, the one from Renegades, the animated version one. And yes. then I think the one that they released called the Ultimate Snake Eyes. You mean uh, Resolute? Yeah, sorry, oh, Resolute. Yes. No. No. Yeah. The other animation. No, Renegades. The Renegades, I like the animation. Renegades one. Yeah, okay. the 18 and the resolute one. I I like them both. Like I think they're very cool toys. I like that they add store something one that they new. Did. I think that's my point. Like like this Snake Eyes attempts to like be the ultimate expression of the old, but like for a modern era Snake Eyes to top the pops for me, it has to be a like a, like progressing the legend of Snake Eyes into a new version, because every time mm -hmm. Snake Eyes reinvented himself in the O ring, it was distinct. 
So mm. I, I'm less inclined to, 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 to pick up a, a modern era do-over of a classic and more inclined to pick up a Snake Eyes that adds something new. And to that, I, I would put Resolute Snake Eyes as my favorite because he's lithe, oh. he's got great gloves, he's got that um, paintball mask with the, the, the breathing holes, but it's in gray. It's, it's fun cool, to play man. with. Very he's, fun to play uh, with. And he sheaths his... glider's his, cool. The glider's cool if you've got that version. And you've kind of, like I've taken both the glider one and the City Strike one and made my ultimate pick and choose of the, the best bits of both. Um, mm. Please stop clicking, whoever's clicking. Guys are crazy. Sorry, that's me. I thought I was You're muted. The worst for <laughs> You're never muted. <laughs> You're never a mutant. Muted. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so, so City Strike Snake Eyes slash Resolute um, 7 pack Snake Eyes is my favorite modern era Snake Eyes. Wild. Yeah. How about you, Rob? Have you got a Top of the Pops modern era Snake Eyes to mind? What would be my favorite? I mean, I think probably just the one that kind of like emulates the um, version three. I still think this oh, probably yeah. one of my favorites because um, he can now sling that that uh, submachine gun. Yeah, and the, the, I mean, the knives are on his chest. I think he's he's very lithe as well, um, and I like that he's like a deep. I think it's yeah, he's he's like it's proper deep black, like mm. he's completely black. And definitely version three was my absolute favorite um, growing up. And it was nice that they reproduced him quite faithfully in the modern era. But I agree this Resolute one is actually pretty good too. It does something different. Um, but I do like that my favorite is, is a reproduction of my favorite classic version of, of Snake Eyes. Ooh. I love this dude. Like, you love I think It's what very that, fun to play with. That's the <laughs> so-called ultimate Snake Eyes. On screen is, um, and he looks a lot like his comic uh, version. Um, trying to remember who the artist was who liked to put on those little ankle pouches, um, but it's that version. And his head's a bit modern. His head is actually a painted version of the head that comes with the shitty five POA Snake Eyes that came out at some point. But anyway, this is actually a great little Snake Eyes figure. It doesn't do too much that's like that hasn't been done before in the line up until now except for the sculpt for the body uh, which is quite lithe oh, he's, and he's just very life felt yes he's super slim super form fitted like you can see all the musculature but he's got this big chunky ankle pouches How okay yeah. i think it's mike zek is the artist i think who did this version of him but anyway yeah probably I, zek, I agree with that. rod wiggum was on interiors at the time like it is the classic visor snake eyes print presentation but uh, just like this, now, now in, a po in a post Liefeld uh, Snake Eyes series world, that's it all I can looks think like of. Liefeld, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Unfortunately, or fortunately for those Liefeld fans. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and also as Hans Charles said here, he uses all the Resolute parts, but he's in jet black. No. I think actually. he's talking about, uh, you need to read further, Paul. Uh, there's a very nice uh, Rise of Cobra Resolute Snake Eyes in jet black from the four pack Rescue Mission. He's very, oh, very that's nice. That's the one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No. That, that's I'm not a familiar great with that. As well. Okay. Uh, he comes with so a trench coat as well. If I'm not it's mistaken. It's Resolute's body, but all in black. Well, yeah. when a character has over 68 different versions, oh, I, I don't expect you to be. 
familiar with yeah. every single one. So but it's understandable that, that you don't know exactly which one he's talking about. I think that safely wraps up our figures that age poorly. I mean, the only thing I, I know, have I to have, really I've, add to this. I've, I've got a few. Do you have one more, Rob? I still have one more, yeah. Oh, shit. I think I, I was the guy who hated the most, Enter him into the apparently. wheel of shame. So there was, uh, yeah, I did a little b brief review of him earlier. Hold them to your ass, Hans. <laughs> um, when I was going through my pictures. But, like, and it's not the fact that he's the fun school version. It's just the fact that I think he just looks, he looks like a child. And this is Tracker. Whether he's painted in his original colors or in these colors, I don't even think that's his backpack. I just put it on oh there because word. it looks appropriate. So this okay. is the fun school version of Tracker. But, like, it's not even that it's the fun school version. Um, he just looks like a child. It's it's absolutely insane. Especially he's wearing like the shoes he's wearing looks like they're sneakers, and then he's got these weird like the texture above that, which the fun school people decided to do in silver, which kind of makes it really stand out. Um, he just looks ridiculous. Once again, it's a guy who I feel is not a GI Joe, and it has to do with those shoes. I think we got him. At least I got him because I was like, ah, it's something to get. Um. You know, we kind of find him like you know, fill up his little dinghy thing and put him on the water, I've and it was. That was fun, a bunch though. of fun school Joes popped up at factory toy shop, and you just yeah, bought all of I them. Just bought all of them. That's, I was like, I just had to wild. get something, and it was just exciting to be able to buy. You know, and it was the excitement of buying them rather than the excitement of owning them. And years later, now this is also one of the ones that I'm just like, why? I just I really don't like you. <laughs> Do you remember Rob? And this is the one saving grace that I have to, to throw at this figure. But do you remember when we first got superhero figures in the three and three quarter inch scale? They were part mm. of a, a board game, a card game. They were made by Toybers. Um, yes. I think. Yeah, and, and they had like little stands so you could pose them. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And um, you had an Iron Man figure. But I think Iron Man 2008 had just come out and it became apparent that there were times when you wanted to play Tony Stark without him encased in iron. Yeah. Uh, so I took a fine liner pen and drew a goatee on tracker. <laughs> and it's like, Hey, we good. We Perfect. got our Tony Stark. There it. you go, Rob. Have fun with that. <laughs> hey, do you remember? I do. I do. Oh gosh. I mean, for some reason, it's definitely rubbed off by now, but the red, the red top gold pants, kind of made him iron man looking like he could it effectively feels... be wearing that underneath the armor you could definitely play with him as not a joe but like to me he doesn't feel like a joe like i mean i i'm not gonna bother showing you a picture of what he looks like as a gi joe but like it's just his look it's the pants with those weird socks and then the, the sneakers that he wears um <laughs> it's very odd it's very odd but obviously i mean i i was compelled to get them at the time like uh, there's a whole bunch of cool fun school ones um, and he's definitely the poorest of the lot. Um, yes, he found some use in like some of our superior games, but in general, I think he's once again a toy that I'm just embarrassed I own. Like, I'm why? Why do I have you? Bob's um, comment slayed me. He says that uh, Tracker's ankles make him look like he's under house arrest. <laughs> yeah, Double I don't know if it's arrest. true. Of, is it is it true of the original release, or is it just the fun school release that has like silver painted? I think it's, it's it's basically the, just the original's white. The original oh, okay. is white, but it still looks ridiculous. Yeah. But it's like the texturing as well. It's like whatever color this is, it just looks silly. Um, 
yeah, so that's my last one, but I'll, I'll do a quick special a special mention because I know Paul usually likes doing special mentions. Um, Yay. Yeah, I feel so, cheated. Where's my special mention, Paul? Yeah, I know. Paul, Paul said he's going to talk for hours, and he didn't. Gosh. So my special mention is a character that, um, like, I mean, I wasn't super excited to get him when I got him, but like over the years, he became a more of a favorite. But over time, he's also kind of like, he's kind of like a weight on my neck. Um, it's like every time you think Rob, you think, oh, this guy, and you're like, oh, okay, he's going to talk about him again, isn't he? How's he going to add him into this list? Scoop. So, <laughs> Scoop, I just can't stand this figure. It's awful. It's like, it's just <laughs> any guns. Troll. He's just the worst. Oh, gosh, look at him. He doesn't even have his own mic. The mic's so easily lost. I mean, look at that. Honestly. And a silence pistol. He can't even shoot a guy, you know, like loud and make sure no. everyone knows that he's shooting them come on come on shoot a Here's guy in guy. wide but he can't shoot a guy dead um. <laughs> <laughs> nice touche <laughs> well talking about making a lot of noise uh Ooh. man i i thought someone was breaking into the house a couple of nights ago because i heard this rustle Jesus. in the bushes so i broke out the flashlight and was inspecting the grounds for a very um nerve-wracking 10 minutes it turns out it's my dickhead neighbor who likes to chop down branches of trees that are well, rooted on my side of the fence, but are now extending oh, over, go over side of the fence. Line, yeah. I don't have a problem with you sending the foliage back my side for me to deal with. That's fine. But the fact that he's spineless enough to do it in the dead of night pisses me oh, off. Fucking like, hell. dude, Just you had more. me going for a second that we had a trespasser like hiding in the bushes. And then you realize what a you're in dickhead. Australia. Well, yes, I know. It's kind of co contrary to, to my entire belief of this place. Like, what? This it's, is utopia. It's coming right no for one, me. No one breaks into houses here. Um, but no, man, it was it was nerve-wracking. I was like, shit, I'm proper I'm I'm in South Africa mode right now. Like, lock up your your valuables and and, and get out your shotgun. Oh like, gosh, what a doer. Steven's like, there, he's, he's got the face just, paint on, he's in the garden, he's like I'll get you. <laughs> That's, oh, that's my so property sneaky. with my life. <laughs> anyway, that's great, dude. <laughs> I'm sorry. But onto happier things, like, guys. Should we talk a little bit about new shit before we sign off on episode 247? Oh, hell yeah, dude. What's After new I you? make this PSA, because oh, like geez. Rob said, I do have a, a notable mention. <laughs> guys, when I got this Cobra Claw, I was so excited. I, I was so amped. I got two. I got the red one and I got the white one. And I was like, this thing is so much fun. I can zip around. It's got the cool little handles. It's got little bombs. It's just rad. And I was like, oh, this is a great little toy. And then Steven came over to my house with these newly purchased um, vintage claw that he found at my local comic shop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was like, well, this red thing is a piece of shit. <laughs> oh, no. Like... This has this age poorly, like literally, it went from being, Yay, I love this thing to oh, this is cuck. Like, <laughs> like the space it's of like they even... took a 3D scan of a it's like they 3D printed uh the claw without disassembling <laughs> it because none of the function uh, functionality of the claw exists in this. It's a one piece of plastic, it doesn't have swiveling airfoils or or extendable wings, it doesn't have a removable engine cover, it's got nothing nothing it's just shit so like 
so uh, I feel like that. I feel like the the Joe fan base is you know uh, hates this or has a unanimous hate for this. I hope. Um, so we hope we made you feel better, Hans. If I just ruined the only clause that you own, I do apologize, my dude. <laughs> but yes, let's talk about some uh, new stuff. New shit. Well, firstly. Our dear friend Ryan Sweeney has just sworn off us, or me at least. He says, that's it. Footloose, Scoop, and Snake Eyes. I can't take it anymore. I'm done. Well, Ryan, something that will never age poorly uh, is a delight that you included in uh, a care package care package you sent to me. And it was a thunder machine. Holy Hell shit yeah. balls, my, my guys. But not just any thunder machine. This is Ryan's thunder machine. He's full-time classified oh, now shit. and has decided, oh, my screen's doing funny things, has decided to part with his personal Thunder Machine, which has been customized using a Toy Hacks uh, label sheet to have like the Firebird sig- symbol on the front shit, of the, nice. it's so nice, so nice. Oh, heck oh, yeah. Dude, that's really cool. The stickers are foil. here as well. They are foil, yeah. so they like shine light off them. Oh, so good! And and there are custom other stickers, like subtle stuff, like bullet holes, and um, the walls of the tires now have like mm. uh, I think it says radial, like it's a, a yellow a sticker that brings out the actual type on the on the tire. So 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 mm. nice. Thank so you, nice, Ryan. Ryan. This is this is now shot to the top of the pops. Like I had a thunder machine before. Well, guess what, Rob? You just got a thunder machine, pal. Hey. <laughs> this is now <laughs> numero is uno. Best one. Well, if if only Ryan had heard well, this now episode, voice in that he cool. would have held on to it. <laughs> you do not deserve this. <laughs> I no, then also picked up. They cool finally, thing. a month late, arrived at retail in Australian toy stores. Um, the Batman four-inch figures from Spin Master. Spin Master ah. do very toyetic, very colorful, lovely action figures in that scale for Batman, for Justice League. Uh, and they're very cartoony, and the, the detail is bold and smooth and comic booky. This, however, is an extremely detailed figure because, of course, it's designed after the, the films. Um, it has the same basic articulation, which That's I think cool. is mandated. Like, Spin Master can't do waist articulation. They can't do wrist articulation, not because they can't do it. But I think maybe there's a legal clause because they would otherwise be in direct competition maybe with McFarlane's toys. Because mm, McFarlane be. has have an overlapping license. Maybe Spin Master have to make more kiddie toys and McFarlane makes more adult toys and the dividing line is the articulation. Because it would be nice if I could twist this guy's waist. But let me tell you that his details are unexpectedly good. Just oh, jealous I am of that Batcave, man. But yeah, <laughs> you like my, my Spin Master Batcave. I, it's cool, man. It's got a I good uh, display Destiny. board that actually lights up. But the Batman himself, terrific. Just an example of the detail, like his grapple launches that are like, you know, they would be they would be an ex- a separate accessory piece. But on this figure, they've molded it into his gauntlet, which is lovely. I like the fact that Batman Batman's gear in the Batman is integrated into his costume. It's not that he's mm. constantly pulling stuff off his utility belt inexplicably. And he has like, I don't know, electromagnetic guns attached to his bat pod. Like all of his stuff <laughs> is integrated into his uniform and some of it kind of amateurish, not 
amateurish is the wrong word. It's kind of bulky in in a sense. He's the first Batman to, mm-hmm. to like have a drop leg holster, basically. So you you see the practicality of his gear, and I wish I had a picture of it, but the detail in this figure is so good. They've even included the zippers on the backs of his boot cuffs. Oh, that's which wild. is also mind blowing detail that must have been present please. on the actual actual costume design and it just speaks yeah. to the aesthetic that they went for with the batman it's like whereas in other batman iterations of course this is a costume that needs to be worn by a human being it's going to have zippers it's going to have poppers but it's all going to be concealed under flaps to make this very incredible like mind-boggling uniform but with the batman it kind of flaunts the fact that it's quite obviously worn and this is how this is how a human being would actually pull on all this stuff so it doesn't hide the zippers and the toy is good enough to recreate that so it, I'm, I'm loving this toy on on multiple levels and i'm loving the design aesthetic of the film even more now as before mentioned paul <laughs> um included a little little box of figures with my sister when she arrived she handed over a chun li that um had a really busted up head for some reason it was sitting really low in the body i realized it it was because there were these two stops that are actually inside the the body that were snapped off i think maybe the previous owner tried to make her head do a 360 and now (laughs) basically do a 900 (laughs) anyway I, i i finally cured my curiosity and took that head put it into a jinx's body and now i have an unmasked jinx and i love it good stuff thank you paul and we're keeping it uh keep keeping with the 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 hits um inside that box from from mr lopesher was i think it was a belated birthday gift if i'm not mistaken but it was a a third party cobra trooper who's it by chris i love it Uh, black major is it a black major yeah well i couldn't be sure because the gun is a re-sculpt of the dragonov and it is very clean it is it's nice eh? <laughs> it's made in that hard plastic so the details are all super super sharp like because the original weapon it's kind of a bit gloppy but this kind of sharpens up all the details to like high def this is this is 4k this is 5k accessory <laughs> um but speaking of the figure itself like love it where the previous um cobra trooper had sort of grays um and black for the balaclava for the face mask this one does it in red to make him i suppose more comic book accurate and adds a cobra symbol to the side of the helmet so the details are just on point for a black major figure this is exceeding i think the quality that i've come to expect from him this is actually on a very close parity to the original toy i've held a few cobra Mm. original cobra troopers in my day to know that they weren't the tightest they weren't the the best designed they're a classic and this has very faithfully almost illegally approximated that classic <laughs> the rivets the rivets are not reversed i'm like whoa Which what's I going on here was a bit odd that's mm. dangerous man but the, look the, the the coloring is what gives it away because no no original 1980s uh, o-ring cobra trooper would would have these red colorings instead of the the black and grays but he's good 
He's very good. So cool. thank you, Paul. He also came with additional gear, which the original didn't. Has a backpack, which is a reuse of Big Bear's backpack, I believe. And then a modern era AK, which is a bit of a thumb breaker. I would not advise oh, using it. Like that. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I just, uh, I was actually surprised that there was an extra gun. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. And then last but not least, a, a very belated gift from our buddy MCDJ ACDC. Uh, he asked me once upon a time, because he was sending some stuff to, be, to you, Paul, and he was like, Jabs, what do you still have on your hit list? And I was like, well, I've never had a Laser Viper. Uh, it was a figure that belonged to a friend of mine. I always played with his. It always astonished me that it shared peg space, at least in South Africa, with Astro Viper. I was like, these guys are the same. They're the same toy. Um, <laughs> they, they aren't, obviously. But uh, if you saw them both on pegs at the same time, you, you might too be confused. But Laser Viper, yeah, he's always been missing in my collection. And I love him. And i tell you why. It's because he doesn't necessarily scream Cobra. This guy operates perfectly in a kind of a sci-fi setting. He's got that cool Boba Fett helmet. He doesn't have any obvious Cobra symbols on him. Any Cobra symbols that I can see, in fact. Um, he's clad in that dark gray. He's not necessarily in a Cobra blue, though the, the accents are blue. Uh, he's got belt pouches, which is so superhero comic of the 90s. He's definitely <laughs> a late 80s, early 90s superhero villain, maybe, yeah. for the X-Force. Um, and I remember my idiot friend and I used the control arm as a gun. We didn't know how this guy went together. And of course, the, <laughs> the instructions that were printed on the card front were, yeah, they were lost torn. immediately. Torn yeah. into shreds. So yeah, we did not know that the control arm was supposed to lock onto that, that tab. Something cool about uh, the laser viper that I dig is if you remove his lasers, they've got um, flat pin, uh, flat sort of pins that go into the backpack. They're not rounded, which Did I thought was like handheld weapons. Idea. No, 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 never. It just I just thought that was so clever because the round pegs can, if you think about it, like with thermal dynamics, sometimes stuff gets stu stuck or whatever, and they can mm. break. I just feel like these like semicircle pegs that they used were more efficient. Uh, I was actually quite pleased with that. I forgot that it I'll had. I'll take your feature. word for it. I thought they were, I thought they were on because they, they, they swivel three sixty, but I can take another look. Anyways, thank you, Ryan. Yeah. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you, everyone who has been keeping me in Joe's, uh, while I've, kind of been hard on myself and not really purchased as many because, I'm just adding to the, the bulk of stuff that I ultimately have to ship back one day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's not to, that's not to say you should stop sending stuff please by all means i'll find a way but i have have been more um uh, spartan on myself and my own purchases and it's been cheaper uh <laughs> anyways that's me guys rob uh paul any new shit or shall we crack open rob's favorite comment of the week i all I'm, i want to say with regards some Hebrew to stuff uh, no, no. Actually, I don't have any Heberg stuff. Ah, come on. I kind of have Heberg stuff, but it's not worth mentioning. Um, <laughs> actually, I did get something cool, and I have been working on the video edit today and shooting footage today, and I've been very busy on it. So I want, I don't want to like, I know I say this a lot. I'm getting on my editing. I'm trying to get it sorted, but there is something that, that's kind of special that arrived, and I'm also hoping that it inspires a future episode as well, because I have questions. Um, and that's all I want to say, because I want to keep it a little bit mysterious. Mysterious! Ooh. But uh, let's keep <laughs> it at that for now. Okay. 
Um, but yeah. I will also say that BBTS, I got a nice message from BBTS the other day to say that some classified Joes um, are now sitting in my um, pile of loot. So that's pretty cool. So um, when I have them in hand, I'll, I'll share the excitement with everybody. One of them is for you, actually, Rump. So, whoa. Yeah, surprise. Whoa. Anyway. Guys, while cool, I'm let's... monologuing, you totally need to drive StreamYard and throw up comments because there's some gold that we missed. Uh, I'm just going <laughs> to select one as a, as a, as a summary of the, the, the enjoyment that's been had for the Batman and Robert Patterson <laughs> in the comments. Hans Chow, Spinmaster, the company that brought us Paw Patrol. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well they now do a bang up job of these superhero toys and they're fun and they're everywhere so yeah it's 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 hard to say no a lot of people have taken the batmobile and made customs out of it so i'm looking at i think bart simon um uh richard rick uh outback stew he's also done a bang up job so yeah looking looking good boys keep up the good work and keep enjoying that toy line it's, it's, Hell it's yeah. good yeah, Joe Book approved. I know one of those Batmobiles that Mongrel is great. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, our previous episode. We're going to wait for them been... to go on clearance, Paul, or do you want buy them a whole bunch? Buy them now. I'm hoping. I, I'm, I'm sitting in the hopes that we'll see them here locally, actually. Well, in Joburg, uh, more likely than yeah. Cape Town, so. No. Well, no, the window like for that. me to put one into my sister's luggage closes on next week's Saturday. So, so I will let you know beforehand. Okay. Think we do. Contact okay. your local. Well, I feel like I have enough stuff that you're holding for me. I don't really want to burden you with more plastic toys. But your uh, turtles are in Cape Town. <gasps> really? Dun, dun, dun. Uh, yeah. Uh, dun, what dun, is dun, your? Dun, dun, dun. What, shoot me your nearest postnet uh, and. We'll uh, get them to you. Anyways, we derailed the Turtleberg. So our previous episode 246 was when toys age well, which is the opposite of this one, when toys age poorly. Um, and lots of cool comments, people mentioning the, the cool toys that they enjoyed, they liked. Um, and someone, Yellow Hell, a figure that he, I think initially, or, or they didn't like, was Sea Slug. Looked goofy and boring for a few years. But then I used him as a smart and silent assassin. He even had a good arc in my storytelling since. I think he doesn't have any Cobra symbols on him. So that's kind of cool. Someone loves a sea Yeah. That's cool, though. Yeah. Glad you pretty pretty affiliation the, markings the awesome make him very pliable. And you very sci fi cool Flash Gordon y, I think. Mm. Yeah. It's absolutely good. And uh, I have to mention again, as I almost always do, Outback Stew. This is good show, guys. And Rob, you're the king of men. But I must know, who wins, Batman or Captain America? That is a, a, a that's tough. Um, and oh, I'm glad I'm of the bringing ages. it up. It, it definitely is because um, recently we received Prep time. <laughs> we we received copies of basically prep time. Yeah, Batman can prepare for anything. He always win. Um, we received copies of a a new printing of JLA versus Avengers. Um, the, I think, uh, you know, basically the iconic, uh, comic book of essentially the nineties, I think, or the late nineties when, oh God, yeah, DC versus when DC and Marvel did their DC versus Marvel thing. And obviously from there it kind of spun out into the amalgam universe. Um, but a fantastic graphic. Batverine or whatever, Batclaw or something. Oh, yeah. it was Batclaw. Yeah. Written by, I think Larry Harmer actually. Yeah. 
if I remember correctly. Actually, very well illustrated as well. Oh, fantastic art. They did a lot of good art on all those things. But, um, you know, JLA versus Avengers, uh, George Perez art, absolutely gorgeous. Um, I think uh, it's difficult, but I think Batman would, would probably win if they even had a reason to fight. Um, but for me, at least, yeah, I think if Batman, Batman always wins. <laughs> Reptor, <laughs> give him a hundred years, he can beat anyone in anything. He, he beats, I mean, yeah, I mean, depending on the version that you're talking about, he, he's beaten time itself. So uh, he's probably more overpowered than Superman at this point, I think. But what do you guys think? Batman or, or Captain America, who wins for you? Jeez. Hmm. Oh, well, we got to settle on versions. Ah. Let's, let's do Batfleck because he's probably the most OP cinematic Batman. Versus, yeah, versus uh, Chris Evans. Chris Evans. Ah. Yeah. That's a very accessible uh, point of comparison. And let's say that, that Chris's cap doesn't have access to all the Avengers gear and stuff, whereas Batman oh, yeah. does, obviously. He has that's, all that's the Avengers whole gear. Hell yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's got the bat, the bat pod, the bat plane, the bat tank, that crawly all thing that, that goes up walls, the crab, whatever. Captain America with a shield. Um, gosh, let me guess. Cap, Cap still wins, dude. No, Batfleck. He he's got to have Super Soldier Serum or some some performance <laughs> enhancement to the the point of of Super Soldier Serum in him because the way he like could grapple, like just the the warehouse fight that everyone cites in Batman yeah. v Superman: Dawn of Justice. Um, was the Superman? Yeah, so that way around. Anyway, don't doubt yourself, Steve. You know your shit. Um, you know that you're not shit. Uh, anyway, <laughs> the warehouse fight that everyone cites, doesn't he grapple dudes and he's able to like bodily swing them over his head? Yeah, hey? and he body slams them with one hand, I think, as well. He, he, there must be something extra going on, and there. people shoot him and it has no effect, kind of bounces off his cowl. Um, yeah, and he, yeah, those are pretty high caliber weapons that are being fired at him. Those are like G36s, are they? I don't know. The one guy has no, like an M60. Like other guys, a flamethrower. Like dudes are leveling everything, but Cap fought through the Nazis and Hydra. Um, so guns, guns are a non-starter. Anyway, I've set the scene here. Paul, do you want to lay in with some arguments? Dude, the only like for me, Jim Lee's Batman from Hush, I think would clean Captain America's clock. Definitely. Hmm. He's a experiment. Been yeah. No, just in general, I think he's more experienced in a lot of ways. He uh, he's more he's a more experienced Batman. He's like been through the dirt. He knows his stuff. He's unhinged as Batman should be. And I just don't feel like Captain America goes that far. He's got like a limiter. He's got like a point in him that he just kind of goes, "I can't do this anymore." Kind of thing. Like, I don't know. I just feel like Batman would win. He's Batman, too much of a good guy. Mm, but yeah, he, Batman but, would. Okay, okay. Break Batman has the line. That he will mm. not cross, which psychologically always puts up a a barrier for him. Like it's always got to be in the back of his head that I've got to pull my punches. Whereas Cap, not on Captain America. If there's though. if there's a reason Cap needs to to, to to kill, like if it's open warfare, he will do so. He's not going to mm. like it, but yeah, the there's guy no way he's pulling his punches two, in World War Two. Yeah, he had to. Kill I saw he had a Tommy II. gun. Yeah, or was it a forty-five? <laughs> yeah. I think it's, I think that the, the thing is with Batman, unfortunately, is that, you know, Batman has become like 
I mean, I love Batman, and I, I love old, especially old Batman. I hate what's going on in the comics now, but uh, I, I just, I will always root for Batman. I love Captain America, but not like I love Batman. And I kind of feel like Batman would win, but that's just because I, I want him to. You know what I mean? Well, I just, I'm like, going to hang the vote by saying, no, I'm going to hang the vote by saying Cap would win because there is a philosophical problem at the core of Batman. And it's not just the he won't kill angle but it's also the fact that like his entire origin just doesn't make sense like sure it would piss me off that if my parents were, were killed and it would probably mess me up for life but like to then be able to train yourself to the peak of physical perfection learn every martial arts form and squash it all into the period between you know adulthood and then becoming a crime fighter and then being able to do that before I'm past my prime physically, like it, just, my mind can't accept that. Whereas Captain America's timeline works for me. He's a sickly young guy, gets the super soldier serum, becomes this kind of clown essentially, this promo piece, but then actually goes to war and is battle tested and learns the skills necessary to be a survivor, to be a leader, to be a potent fighter. Like his career adds up whereas bruce wayne's to me just it's pure fantasy yeah i suppose but batman doesn't see himself as a crime fighter hey he sees himself as fighting a war that's the other thing so batman is actually a soldier in his mind too which kind of puts him on similar footing to Um, but that's the fun thing about this i know around and around for days i know too two people that have been training since they were like five years old and they move in ways that I don't think human beings are supposed to move. And if Batman really did train um, as hard as he did from the age of whatever, seven or eight, and he was trained by so many martial arts masters and the hand and whatever, whatever, not the hand, um, but like all these different groups, then yeah, I can believe that he's actually pretty damn formidable um, as a human being. There's, there's a point where... Uh... I've I've kind of seen that happen for real, so it's it's one of those situations where I can actually imagine that. But yes, I understand the motivation of him being angry because his parents have been killed. Yeah, I get that. But also, I have mentioned before, Batman's crazy, and I was talking to Celia about this last night as well. I'm like, Batman's nuts. That's what I love about the Batman movie is that he's nuts. You get that feeling from him. He's a little unhinged. He's weird. He's like when he, when he's on the crime scene, and he's like just very quiet, and he's like looking around. And doing his thing and then they they show the severed thumb out of the bag and he's like it was cut off when he was alive <laughs> yeah he's you know, he just, weird emo kid who only pipes so up. weird yeah. yeah i love him and that's that's well, how it I did see succeed batman. in presenting like a batman that is problematic because the whole premise of batman is problematic he has yeah. the means as bruce wayne to like basically eliminate poverty in gotham surely i mean he could mm. he could do incredible work as a civilian guys but no he, he thinks that his most effective way of fighting crime in gotham is to take to the streets and punch people okay yeah okay. he is definitely cool. but, a, a crazy but, dude but i will say what was actually awesome in matt reeves's batman movie or in the batman movie is that without saying it in so many words they prove why he would do this because his father although he doesn't know this um when you uh guys i hope i'm not spoiling the movie here if you guys haven't seen the batman by matt reeves yet i'm very sorry maybe just 
mute this End part of the, the podcast now. for the next like two <laughs> minutes. But the whole thing that he finds out that even his father was corruptible. And that's the thing. And his father was using philanthropy to try and fix the world. He was using his money to fix the world. So Batman, I think subconsciously Bruce Wayne just knew that, no, he has to be Batman. He can't fix it the normal way. But yes, you're right. He's crazy. I'm going to anyway. punch crime. I'm going to punch all the crime. I'm going to punch it in the punch face. It in. I'm going to put my <laughs> yeah. light on. And then the crime's going to be like, I'm going to look at the shadows and be afraid. <laughs> for me, Batman wins. For Paul, Batman wins. For Stephen, Captain America wins. Because Captain America throws his he makes more sense for him. And for, it seems for most of the, the Joe Burgers, um, Batman wins. Predictable. Nah. <laughs> yeah, Batman does win everything. That does kind of annoy me as well, but I like Batman. Guys, if you've listened yeah. this far, scroll on down to the YouTube comments section and weigh in. Let's let's make this debate lively. I mean, in G.I. Yeah. Joe book, we try and stay true to our, our call to arms that we are a G.I. Joe podcast, but yes, we absolutely can oh, for sure. dabble in we're, pop we're, culture we're from time to time. all over the place. Yeah. So do it, boys and girls and everybody. Let us know. Let us know that Cap yeah. should actually upset the apple cart and win. <laughs> so in this order, tell us which Joe figure has lost its luster in your eyes. Hell then yeah. tell us who would win, Batman or Captain America. And that's about it. And also, let me know how much you hate your modern era claw. <laughs> and also, <laughs> please, 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 in your comments somewhere, just send uh, Hans Chow a hug. Um, Hell yeah, he's he's gonna need therapy after this episode. His, I think. his I, reality I has been shattered. <laughs> We're about to deal with shattered Earth Hunts Chow. He's gonna become a Decepticon or something. But as always, we love to thank Hans and all the members of the Berg Force for their contributions month to month. Thank you, thank you, thank you very much, everybody. We love our patrons. We love all our fans and listeners out there. Friends, yeah, you are all pals of GI Joe Berg. Thank you. And that's all I have to say about that, gentlemen. We are wrapping up on 247. We'll see you next week. 248 uh, might be something special going on next week. Every week is special, but maybe next week's just a little bit extra special. It'll be special. Or rah, rah, rah. special um, guys, aren't, aren't we due for a an actual live live stream um, Ooh, this month war. still before April closes out? Yeah, quite this possibly. Is, but we most definitely are going live in the next... Uh, 30 minutes <laughs> okay it'll be in the past if you listen to this on the replay but gi joburg presents its next play motion installment the forge the forge so if you haven't checked it out yet and you're listening to this well check out our youtube channel and you'll see some new play motion stuff from us hooray it's been too long but life and small child <laughs> and even big bad gi joburgers need downtime Hmm. I'm excited primarily because you gents haven't seen it yet. I can't wait. I'm super amped. Mm. I've seen like a few hot cuts here and there. It's like it's Paul been and sitting in the edit bay for months and months. The other, other waiting eBay. for Paul to record his fucking lines. <laughs> True yeah, story. Dude, that was that was honestly escom. I'm not lying. Like honestly. Like. Yeah. Don't worry. I was dragging my heels on shooting the exteriors myself. Anyways. Check out the premiere if you can. Check out the replay if you like. And check us out next week. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Your people are all sexy.